This episode of the All Things Go podcast is presented by Atlas Hair. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up top to make the most of what we got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face, but we can at least give you a fighting chance. Atlashair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Welcome in to the All Things Go podcast, episode 34. I'm your host, Derek Yoder, joined as always by my co-host, Brian Murphy, at Brian underscore Murphy underscore on Twitter. And Brian, after taking a week off last week, we have a ton to get to this evening. I want to start with Nashville. You were just there with the Trans Am series. So tell me about all your experience there this past weekend. Yeah, my first trip to a, a street course, and what an experience it was. Um, I got a call from Nick Tucker, um, owner of uh, Nitro Motorsports, and a lot of people around the area here know uh, who that is. He's brought up a lot of kids through the go-karts, worked with Keelan Har- Harvick some, um, and now most famously has um, Brent Cruz, who's a up-and-comer signed for um, KHI. So I was able to go to uh, Nashville with that TI2 team, and um yeah like i said man my first street course ever and and what a crazy layout it is it's it's so weird to you know not only be racing through the streets and uh see gas stations shut down and and all the other things that takes to put on these events but my hotel room was 20 feet from the catch fence um so it's just so crazy that you know the amount of work and effort that they put in uh to put together events like this um but yeah no had a great weekend. Um, rained a ton, man. What a ton. It mm-hmm. just rained constantly. It felt like, uh, especially on Friday, a little bit on Saturday. Um, but yeah, we went out there. Brent Cruz got the pole. A um, bunch of the other cars that uh, we had there were, you know, qualified decent, top 10. Um, and just had some bad luck. Actually, <laughs> I don't know. I, w- I wanted to show you the video, see what you what you saw. But um, okay, you know, just some a some poor officiating a little bit in my opinion um you know it's really tough for these small teams that bring four or five or six cars to have enough crew members to really um you know have a sufficient amount of spotters and right um you know coming out one of the blind turns the lap car spun out and um you know the, the top two or three drivers uh didn't see him and came around the corner and, and just ran into him so uh, you know, I think they need to throw some cautions a lot earlier. Uh, Nick Tucker, he actually, you know, had had his uh, an emotional moment on camera uh, talking about it with uh, um, the broadcast. And they kind of went back to him and said, well, you need more spotters. Well, if you have mm-hmm. four or five drivers that you bring to these racetracks and you need three or four spotters, that's that's 15, 20 people just to spot right. like that. That's not financially feasible in this series. So. Um, but no, a great series, a lot of fun, uh, very laid back, um, great atmosphere with the, the inspectors. Um, yeah, just, just overall a really, really fun weekend getting back to the racetrack and, um, you know, those TA2 cars are basically like super late miles. So I'm very, uh, what is it? Uh, I've worked on those, those platforms mm-hmm. a lot. So it was just weird getting back to the racetrack and changing hubs and, and working on the brakes. But again, a, a fun fun opportunity and uh we'll see how they, they got three or four more races left of these this year and uh, i might go back and help them for for most of them well cruz was a name that steve post brought up a few times uh to us when we had him on the podcast here a few months back but what was your role this weekend what were you there to do obviously not drive so what were you there to do oh just a uh, general mechanic um okay you know I, I told nick when he gave me a call i said man i have not mechanic and <laughs> in a long time and he goes that's okay you got plenty of other skills and um you know that we could use and and honestly those guys those drivers out there there's not a lot of time during practice you only get about four or five laps in the 15 20 minutes that you get 
Um, and so they're going out there hauling ass and, and learning the track. And there was pretty much every time they went out, somebody wrecked. So, uh, hmm. you know, my experience of fixing the race cars, um, you know, doing, doing a little body repair and things like that definitely came in handy, uh, over this past weekend. But yeah, I mean, Brent Cruz, man, that kid, it's, it's my first time really being around him. Um, mm-hmm. especially at the racetrack, he's so precise. He's so just, um, self-aware of, of where he's at in the race car. And, um, you know, one of the one of the kids hit the wall, came back and, and he was, he was pretty, um, you know, mad at himself for hitting the wall. And mm-hmm. Brett Cruz walked up and said, man, you got to hit the wall. Like every turn here, you just got to use all the space. And I'm like, are you going out in these turns and rubbing the wall on purpose? He's like, oh yeah, gag it every inch. I'm like, that's out of control. Like, dude, you, I mean, he's, like I said, he's just so precise, knows where yeah. to throw the car. He's not wrecking the car. He's taking um, advantage of every available inch on that racetrack. And I'm just really excited. I'm, I think, uh, I think he's going to be in that KHI late model stock full time next year. Um, that That is the uh, cars tour. So it'll be great mm-hmm. to see him grow, uh, you know, through those ranks. He's going to start his first Arca race at Watkins Glen here in a couple of weeks. Okay. So, um, he's going to be a name that you're going to see a lot. And, um, yeah, I mean, you'll see him in the cup series one day for sure. I was going to ask what, uh, what pipeline does he fall under Toyota, uh, Chevy Ford? Do you know? Yeah, he is a Toyota development driver. Um, man, Toyota's yeah, got I mean... a lot of, a lot of guys under buddy Kofoid. Yeah. We were talking with Matt Weaver about obviously Cruz, Toyota. I mean, you look at their lineup right now, Bell, Gibbs, Reddick. I mean, right there's a stout group of young drivers. And and to know that there's a younger group, John Hunter, uh, who's right now in Xfinity, Corey Heim, who's in the trucks. So Toyota's doing some things right with their development. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I think as a whole, when you look at Toyota from top to bottom and, you know, they're, what they do in motorsports worldwide and sports cars, drag racing, NASCAR, um you know the short track stuff they they are about as invested as any manufacturer in the world i mean leaps and bounds ahead of ford um you know ahead of chevy and and again in the whole program and what they have to offer for teams and drivers and um yeah they're just they're just very invested in in every aspect every discipline and uh it's it's really cool to see i mean really there's there's few manufacturers i think you can uh, that hold a candle to maybe porsche uh you know, maybe Mazda at one point, but man, that mm-hmm. Toyota group, it's, it's special. So let's stay then in Nashville, because obviously the Indy car series was there and they're going to be having their regular or their finale, their championship race will be held there next year in 2024. Uh, you got to see the layout. You got to see maybe some of those cars on track. Uh, what'd you think from watching the Indy car race? I know you were back home, but any thoughts there? No, just like I said, uh, a really cool city. I, I have been to Nashville a handful of times, um, but I had never gone downtown. It was straight to the racetrack, work, back oh. to the hotel, back to the racetrack. So I'd never been down to uh, Broadway. Is that the the road with all the the bars? Brian and, Murphy and, out out late walking around no, there at three a.m. No, Barstool no, bar, all I, that. Look I was you. not. Uh, I, I told Emily, um, I was like, you know, I'm I'm glad I waited about ten or fifteen years to to finally see what's going on down there because, yep, man, I, I'm not old. Uh, but, but those years have come and gone for me personally. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a different man, world. It, it looks, it's, it is, I mean, I've been to new Orleans for the strawberry festival, which is what, like their second biggest festival next to Mardi Gras. I've been to, mm-hmm. um, Las Vegas, um, uh, Nashville. It's, it's up there. It's, it's, I thought it was crazier than, um, new Orleans for sure. I mean, the amount of people, the party scenes, uh, yep. the opportunities to eat good, drink good. Um, it's, it's going to be really cool to, uh, to see that new track layout for IndyCar next year. Not quite a big fan of seeing them move, uh, move that race to the finale. Um, I just, I don't mm-hmm. know if I like settling a championship on a street course. Um, it's a little too So where would you put me. Where if you could, if you could make a decision of making like a uh, IndyCar finishes their season at X track, where would it go? Cause it used to be Vegas. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I, I don't, don't like believe, road. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it should be a street course, so that takes off those, okay. right? Um, yep. You know, is, is it a road course or oval? For me, uh, man, I think you do it at a road course. 
The problem is, like, I, I don't like the move for Nashville being the last race, but I also love it because it is going to have that atmosphere. It is going to feel yeah. massive. Um, I mean, outside of it being just, you know, a little bit of a, a wild card race for this decide the championship, um, it, it comes with everything else that you need in a big time motorsports event nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, for the fans, for the people that uh, maybe enjoy that street race, um, flavor that flair uh it's gonna be fantastic it's gonna bring a lot of eyes to that series so um you know i I think the first one that comes to mind for me would be uh you know i love laguna seca um god i'm just having trouble trying to figure out you know honestly i think gateway would have been fine but i mean st louis let's let's be real here Um, i don't know if that's gonna really um bring everything you know all the things that maybe uh nashville does but um yeah i don't know i'll have to think about that one for sure that's um you know, but Nashville's gonna be great. They're they're gonna have a fantastic setup, and it's gonna be a wild event. Yeah, I I think it will. I'm actually looking forward to seeing that. I caught the IndyCar race the last two years. I texted you even on Sunday, and I was like, I don't know what you've done to me. I'm watching a race on CNBC. I'm watching a race over here on like MSNBC. Uh, watching a tape delay. I think who was it? Uh, IMSA was up at uh, Road, Road America. America. Yep. Yeah, see, I was watching all this stuff, and you're yeah, like, Moto "Well, GP you got to watch Silverstone." The... <laughs> did not watch MotoGP. Uh, oh. That's where I drew the line. Uh, I was watching a rained out uh, NASCAR race, and then uh, let's do this. Last thing uh, regarding IndyCar, and for all the IndyCar fans, they're going to be happy with the first ten minutes of the show. Uh, Andretti to Cup. There are rumors that Andretti's headed to Cup. What are your thoughts? What have you heard? Um, you know, I, I've, I've honestly, I've. <laughs> I've talked to Ryan Eversley. We've had him on a, a couple weeks ago, and oh, uh, yeah. I know he's been around that garage, that paddock, those people a lot. And I said, is 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 he going to go to Cup? And I think it all hinges basically off of what happens in F1, how quickly that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously that's his main goal. Good point. That is, uh, you know, where where he wants to be, and and that is a huge, huge campaign uh, to undertake. So um, I'm not quite sure you could do both at the same time. You know, stepping into mm-hmm two series new organizations things like that um but yeah i mean you know he he's has some ties with spire now um gamebridge their their sponsor um so i, I think they're dipping their toes they're trying to get a little bit of the flavor see what's going on around in, in the nascar side but i love it i think it would be absolutely fantastic to have that name um somebody that's as passionate and determined as as andretti uh to come in and really you know bring another uh, high level mm-hmm. team to the to the series so um where and when you know I, i've heard that he said if he does uh start a cup team he wants it to be in indiana in their new building and um you know i just mm-hmm. again we talked i don't know how that's it's not the best thing i don't i don't even know how possible it is you know a lot of people say well it's been done denver uh you got thor sport in ohio um but this next gen platform is just so so different when it comes to car counts i mean we don't have the mm-hmm. car counts we saw when um you know furniture row was out in denver you had you have 90 percent less cars um you know all the updates and vendors all those things happen in charlotte so you know throughout the mm-hmm. last year and a half i've seen a ton of updates that you got that day and you installed that day and sometimes you even loaded up that day so right to get those updates and all those things from technique and um you know updated parts and pieces and the help and the uh you know all the stuff that you have to go through nascar to get certified with the chassis double checked with the chassis it's just mm-hmm. um i just don't think it's a smart move to do it but it's not impossible and he's obviously again i talked about that determination that passion um and the backing that he has it's it's it, it's definitely something possible I want to look back because, again, we were off last week and we weren't able to talk about Richmond and then obviously going into Michigan. But one thing that I found very interesting and people were even talking about it through the race on Sunday was the 54 team. Ty Gibbs, JGR, they ran such an impressive pit stop of 8.54. Now, I'm curious to hear from you. Is that number uh seen you know i know the teams practice all the time right and maybe if a, a time like that's had you know back in the shr at one of the shops you know you're going to hear about it how impressive is that time i mean it's unbelievable um yeah. yeah i mean you see these stops you see these numbers during the week at practice and you know that that's the same thing different... close to it 
Oh yeah, time wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, like I've 8. seen five four. I've seen mm-hmm. mid mid eights. Um, okay. Maybe a little bit lower than maybe that record, but again, different atmosphere, different Correct. things going on. Uh, a lot more risk, right? I mean, if you're just doing a practice stop and you want to drop the jack and. You know, I mean, there's just so much more risk that you see in practice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you're in the race, these tires have to stay on. Um, things have to have to be completed in a in the correct way for the car to continue. So, you know, the, mm-hmm. you, you see a lot of differences between practice and in uh, in race pace when it comes to pit stops. But for this to be a race pace pit stop, um, you know, 8.5 man, that's that's really getting it done. And um, you know, these guys have really learned not only not only how to to do the task, change the tires as quick as possible, mm-hmm. um, you know, hang the tires quick as quick as possible. But these guys are really even before we talk about all the time how they're athletes. But now getting around the car, um, doing these things um, quicker and quicker and quicker is really stressing the abilities of the human body. I mean, it's not yeah. just waiting on the gun, waiting on the jack. You know, I mean, the, the tools are there to do this even faster than eight point five. So. You know, do mm-hmm. we see something lower? Um, you know, is there is there some choreography or or change in um, you know the way you do things that will speed up more? It's just, it's constantly evolving past what you'd ever imagine. I think that's just motorsports in general. But um, mm-hmm. those Joe Gibbs guys, I mean, they had the record before. I think it was Kyle Busch's team. They got the record again now. Um, you know, I think they sure. lead the way when it comes to pit crew development um, and and really pushing the envelope of of you know where we can be when it comes to speed of pit stops so um no but you know congratulations those guys it's cool to see again people doing different things i i I retweeted Mm -hmm. a tweet uh, a couple weeks ago where uh the jack man jacked the car hung the um right front tire and didn't even really go back to the jack he just took his arm and reached behind him dropped the car didn't even look at the right retire like i said oh yeah these guys are having to do things and just hope they're completed correctly Dropped the jack mm-hmm. and ran around and never even looked at the right retire. I mean, it's it's crazy to see, um, you know, the risk versus reward factor today. Yeah, that was a perfect stop. I mean, definitely the video element proved like how spot on everything had to be. Um, and it'll be amazing to see when because it will happen when that gets broken. Um, but like you said, JGR, you know, they held the record last year with the 18. The 18 team last year was the fastest uh, all around. If you look from top to bottom, for, uh, first race to the 36th race. Uh, and then also with the 54 team, we saw it in the all-star race where they did the pit crew challenge. They were the fastest in that uh, challenge there. So, you know, no, no surprise, but I was curious from to hear, you know, if when these practices are happening, if that number is achieved, if that number is broken, but obviously, like you said too, like it's a race condition, it's vastly different atmosphere, conditions, stress, uh, on all the drivers, actually Ryan priest put out a good video where him, uh, and the, uh, I believe it was the 41, um, uh, Jackman there, he, uh, they were doing like a little video where Ryan was having to go do everything, lift the car, act like you put the tire on, go around to the other side. Good video. Cause you're getting to see the driver and he, you, you know, that there's a respect there, right? The, the team respects the driver, the driver respects the team. Um, so I just thought that was a fitting thing to come out of, you know, that week after Richmond, there was other, another thing at Richmond, um, curious to get your thought on. And that was the, uh, splitter test. We got to see, you know, multiple passes. There was what two days of testing. Um, there were a lot. There were a number of reporters there, so you were able to see kind of some of the different elements. I know there were a few pictures making the rounds about maybe some of the undercarriage or uh, some of those downforce elements. Anything you can elaborate on? Because I know people love to hear the just the technology side uh, and the technical side. Anything you can kind of share from what you saw? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the awesome thing about you know the the modern day is how open NASCAR is when it comes to sharing. Um, you know, there was pictures, there's video. Um, they had jacuzzi on there who really is the, the head of the you know aerodynamic side of, um, you know, the cup side and, um, you know, ha- helping these cars evolve, creating a better race product. And, you know, he was on there explaining the splitter and what he was looking for. And, and basically it was, just a turn down splitter that would, you know, in the lead would kind of bunch up air and remove downforce. And, and while you're behind a car, it would, you know, kind of, you'd lose some of that packing of the air on the splitter, gain some downforce back. Um, 
you know, I talked to some people that were at the at the um, test, and and they said, yeah, the splitter kind of worked the way it intended. Um, there's just so many other things like we've talked about on here. I mean, the 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 amount of downforce you lose in the corner is roughly 80 and 90 percent and there's just not enough aerodynamic power and it's i know everybody harps on the aero side it's so important you know coming from a team that was so aerodynamically driven um it's it's just it's crazy how much uh how much uh the aerodynamic ability of a race car is pushed or sold right um and with these big cup cars they weigh a ton um they're bricks you know it's just not that important or sensitive i mean you have to have good aerodynamics to win races but it's not going to overcome the um, lack of horsepower we have in c it's not going to overcome the tire size that we have it's not going to overcome the shifting factor it's not going to overcome all these other elements that are just completely overpowering any kind of dirty air issue or any kind of um loss of downforce in the corner that, that you'd see so um again it's just it's not going to happen you're not going to we're not going to fix or not to say we're not going to fix because I personally think the product, the racing today, is fantastic. You know, I, I mean, I know people harp on how bad Martinsville or Richmond may be. It's just right now, it's just the way it is. These tracks, speedways, these packages, they go through an evolution. I mean, we see it in speedways the best because it's constantly having to adjust for speeds and safety. But, you know, right now, it's just the way that short track racing is. It's not going to be like this forever. The cars are going to change. The drivers are going to change. The setups are going to change. Um, so I don't necessarily need to fix something, but if we're going to chase this Easter bunny, uh, unicorn of a product for some fans, and I'm going to say a a large minority of fans, um, that are looking for this game seven finish every race, um, it's not going to come from the aerodynamic side. You're going to have to manipulate horsepower, tires, shifting, all these other elements. And, um, you know, I, I think they finally, and I'm so glad they did it because all, all these people, just want to take the diffuser off thinking that's going to be some magical fix as well. And they finally took it off and you know what it did? Jack shit. Okay. So again, we need yep. to step back. It's not just all aerodynamics. There's a lot of things, a lot of elements of these cars that we need to adjust on. Um, and, and right now at the short tracks, you know, it's either, and I get it right. We, it's the easiest thing for NASCAR to do. Um, you know, just hope that they can find a, a simple plug-in fix, a simple splitter, a simple diffuser change, a simple mm-hmm. spoiler, than it is to have to recreate tires, have to recreate rims, have to recreate brakes, add horsepower. I mean, that's not just a flip of a switch. So, um, you know, but I, I think we finally reached a point where the drivers, the teams, um, the fans, and even NASCAR is just, you know, they, they've used every option when it comes to the aerodynamic side. They're going to have to do something different. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. That's why I love hearing uh, kind of the stuff that you bring to the table with it, because I'm always curious. I mean, you worked on the cars. You know exactly what goes in and out of them. And it is cool that NASCAR is trying different things. They have some of the drivers stay and uh, really get some of those testing elements because they're also trying to figure out how to improve like the short track package. We know the intermediate package is pretty good, um, but the short track package is the one we have the championship at Phoenix. We'll have it this year. We'll have it next year. And we just need to make sure that that kind of a package, not always a game seven, I, perfect, perfect segue because Chris Busher won at Richmond and it wasn't a fluke win. It wasn't, there were 13 cautions. It was a wreck fest and he was the one that made it through. No, Chris Busher won the race at Richmond because he had the best car. It was, it, he had the best car, right? They had the best strategy, the best car. He earned it. And this car, this package really starting to lend towards driver's ability. And yes, the teams have to have, you know, everything kind of buttoned up, put together, but it's really cool to see JGR win one week, Hendrick win one week, RFK win. RFK now, now to date, they have three wins and we'll get to his win at Michigan, but his win at Richmond was probably in their company's history, probably the most important because I think it's the, it's one thing to win one race. It's another to back it up and win another the next year. And they did that. So what did you think of our uh, 17 car going to victory lane at Richmond? Yeah. I mean, we t- I can sit here and brag about where I was right. You know, I, I love the herd. Um, um, you know, he always has a segment where where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. I'm gonna, you know, take my uh, 
what I've talked about for months now about the short track aerodynamic package and say, Hey, I told you the aerodynamic side is not going to fix this package. It's not going to create the racing that fans, some fans are looking for. Mm -hmm. That said, I have to say where Brian Murphy was wrong. And I said, Chevy's were going to dominate that race. And boy, um, man, where were they? That is just crazy to me how off they were. Um, you know, the Chevy's weren't there and the Ford's, I said they needed to come back and they need to uh, showcase that they still had it on the short tracks and that they still had speed um, there. And and as a whole, all the Fords super fast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think the last three races, um, starting with Pocono, Richmond, Michigan, as we head into the playoffs, are the three races that are going to showcase dress best driver talent. Um, you know, the best teams. Um, mm-hmm. the teams that can execute, you know, the, the, really the championship contenders heading into the playoffs. And I'm not so sure I would have picked the number 17 team or Roush Fenway in general. Um, you know, I, I do clearly think they've been the best Ford all year. Um, you know, it, it, again, mm-hmm. we talked about the Ford Mustang and it may be slightly off, uh, but, but they just performed incredibly well at all three of these places, um, heading into the playoffs. So, uh, that team really has has grown and changed in, in such an amazing way over the last two years from Keselowski coming in uh, and honestly restructuring the whole the whole team, you know, bringing a different mindset, a winning mindset, bring, you know, kicking out the the stale employees that honestly bring a lot of team members down. You know, I've seen it. <laughs> and sometimes you just kind of have to trim some of the fat and 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 start over and it's it's to nobody's fault it's just kind of what happens and people get complacent people get um you know they get tired of chasing the same races at the same place and mm-hmm. um you know they've they've changed that place and it's going to be incredible to see the performance that they can bring when all of it, everything right like when the ford mustang is finally probably the best platform out of the three manufacturers it's going to happen it's going to come back it goes in cycles and Roush Fenway, they look like they are going to be a dominant, dominant race team to uh, definitely win championships here in the re- uh, coming years. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. It's amazing to see what they've uh, been able to do over the last uh, two years. And, and I was telling this to uh, somebody over the weekend where if you look at the modern day era where you have these guys like Dale Jr. and Brad Keselowski, I'll just use them as the examples because those are, I think, the top two from a driver talent perspective and what they've been able to find the drivers, you go down through the list of everybody that was at uh, BK racing for trucks uh, junior, all the guys that he's had come through the pipeline, Martin Truex, Josh Berry. Now um, you know, Sam Mayer, you have all, Noah Gregson. Like you have all these guys of this talent of both drivers that have been able to pull in. And now Brad is able to help lead a cup series program and put in people. It is a, maybe a mini uh, Penske and some of the elements, but that's Penske's a pretty good guy to model after. I mean, all the su- success yeah. that uh, Rogers had uh, and that team and then bringing people in. And we talked about it last year when, RFK made so many internal changes and I'm sure you saw it from the shop side and all the personnel that they were bringing in and everything you would hear about. And I remember making a note saying, this is a team that we're probably going to have to talk about at some point, but I don't know when, because Roush was not good for quite some time. So now it's cool to see uh, they got two wins on the season because we're, they won here over the weekend at Michigan. But before we dive into Michigan, I want to talk about the hall of fame votes. Who didn't vote for Jimmy Johnson? Who are the four guys? How do we find those guys? Were yeah, you one I, of them? No, you have a Hall of Fame I, vote? I, 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 there's a lot of things that I kind of thought about, you know, during those couple days. And uh, for me, I mean, it's undeniable that Jimmy Johnson deserves to be a unanimous first time ballot pick. Um, oh, yeah. And honestly, I, I say the same for, for Chad Knauss. Um, if, if I had to vote for those in that vote, my two votes would have gone to those two without a doubt. But I, I do deep down, I do have a problem with the hall of fame, how it's structured, how people get in, um, you know, there it's, it's just part of the, the natural progression of such a young hall of fame, right? We are decades mm-hmm. behind where we should be. Um, but we, you know, we're, we're lucky to have this special place and, and celebrate these careers and moments. And, you know, for me, I just think we need to change, when people are allowed in right now. And, 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 you know, for me, Jimmy, Chad, people like Dale jr. Their, their stories still aren't complete. And I don't 
I don't know why they're already in the Hall of Fame. Um, so, you know, especially when we have tens and tens and tens, maybe close to 100 people that pro- should probably already be in there. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I kind of understand a little bit of the issue that maybe someone had. Um, you know, and, and it's also, it's, you know, if you know somebody's going to get in, and I, I saw Matt Yoakum uh, tweet this as well, you can use your, use your vote to maybe boost somebody else's chances to get in. Maybe Chad Knauss wouldn't have got in. Maybe somebody else, um, you know, Ricky Rudd, Carl Edwards. There's a lot of people on that list that that people deem should be in there already. Um, so it's it's an interesting situation. Like I said, my my votes were going to go to Chad. We're going to go to um, you know Jimmy Johnson. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I still I'm, I'm not a fan of the structure, especially when people's stories, careers, all the great things they're going to do aren't complete yet. Yeah, it's definitely interesting because if you look at what like the NFL is, um, the NFL, you know, after five years, and I think it's the same thing for NASCAR, five years, you know, after you retire, you're then eligible for the Hall of Fame. But NASCAR is so different. And we're seeing Jimmy Johnson back in a few races here in 2023. We're going to see him again in 2024 when they make the switch over to Toyota. And so that is going to be an interesting element. What is it? Three times he's done a 500 champion. He's also a car owner. You know I, mean? I know, like, but he still has so no, many I, things. And Chad Knauss is still a very, very big part on why Kendrick Motorsports is still a success. Like, but my, but my point is these guys in NASCAR are getting back into, you know, in, in, in the car where the NFL, nobody's retiring and unretiring coming back. They're going to go into the booth. These guys are coming back into the series, which makes it to your point of like, uh, it's quite interesting how that works, uh, you know, to some of those degrees. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because there were some names, Ricky Rudd being one of them. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, you don't want to see these guys get left off. It's not a charity contest. It's you, But these guys have earned it. And so I'll be curious to see kind of like you, maybe what happens down the line. Uh, you said you would have voted for Chad and Jimmy. I would have done the same. Uh, and it's amazing to know that, you know, already here it is that those guys are in the hall of fame and we grew up watching them uh, essentially so it's just wild i I remember jimmy's first win it's like well am i getting old you said you're not old i'm not older than you so i'm definitely not getting old (laughs) um so let's do this so pocono richmond and michigan now the last three races what's the biggest takeaway in the cup series or any series if you want uh that you kind of pull away from those three races Man, um, like I said, those three for me are are three of the most important um, of the regular season, especially heading into the championship. And I think the first Ooh, standout yeah. is Martin Truex, I think, is the championship favorite. Um, fast cars every week. Uh, execution. Got swagger. Um, the last swagger. I mean, that team is just is, is the only one that right now I, I don't think there's anybody else that's in the same category. Um, they're close. But I, I don't see how Martin Truex is not your favorite heading into the um, you know the playoffs. Outside of that, Ford kind of impressed me the last couple of weeks. They've impressed me the last three or four weeks, really. I mean, um, so you know where where are they at? Because last year again, you know, we talk about it all the time. Ford snuck up and won this championship, and and right now there appears to be a couple of guys that could accidentally mess up and, and win it this year as well. So. Um, you know, Ford's kind of having a resurgence heading into the playoffs. Um, and then the Chevys again, kind of, you know, just tripping up a little bit where what's happening there. Mm -hmm. Hendrick is so powerful. The first third, first half of the season. Um, and, and there's definitely something missing there. Still, still definitely a very, very good opportunity to uh, go in the playoffs and, and chase some championships, but Chase Elliott's got a, in a must win. I believe Alex Bowman's in a must win. So, um, it's, it's all on for me, it's all on Larson's shoulders. Um, you know, I, I still, I respect the 24. I think William Byron is a, a fantastic driver. Um, that team is just, is so, so methodical, so smart, um, has so much experience mm-hmm. to bring to a driver like William Byron is all the things that, that you wouldn't guess, but until William Byron goes out there and shows me that he can, uh, you know, rough elbows and, and, and force his way into championship uh victory um he's not gonna be my favorite and that's that's no diss to them or or him it's just i'm picking uh i'm gonna pick the veterans this year 
Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. Uh, we'll stick with uh, HMS because, like you said, I mean, the five, you called them out. The nine needs a win. The 48 needs a win. 24, you know, a lot of people were saying championship favorite just a few weeks ago. Hendrick does this, though. They kind of disappear at some point during the summer, and then they pick it right back up uh, as we get into the playoffs. The nine specifically, right? He had a, a terrible day at Michigan, not to his fault. Uh, you know, tire blew out, finished nearly last. Now he needs to win. He's what 50 some points out of the cutoff line was 40 coming in now, you know, over 50 needs to win. We're going to Indy going to Watkins Glen. We're also going to Daytona. He's won on super speedways. I believe it is two or three times four, maybe even more. If you call uh, Atlanta super speedway, which I know you do. Um, so definitely could get it done at any of these next three races. Do you think he gets it done? Do you think he points his way in or is it win or bust? Man, I, well, I don't think he's going to point his way in. I don't see any possible he could point his way in anymore. Um, Just making yeah. sure that that was that was on the table yeah. for him if you wanted it. No, no. Uh, you know, with I mean, who do we got? We got who's 16th right now? Ty Gibbs is 16th. Uh, yep. Michael McDowell 17th. Chase Elio, uh, uh, Elliott is in the in the weeds right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know, for me, I think you know, I think Ty Gibbs is is really going to struggle these next couple weeks. I think Michael McDowell, given his strong runs at the road courses this year, and, and honestly, really his career, um, you know, mm -hmm. I think he's going to take that 16th and final spot. Um, but in for Chase Elliott, Who, who'd you Michael say? McDowell. McDowell is. So yeah. Suarez is right behind him, five points out. McDowell's three points from the cut line. Um, and then you said AJ. So you think McDowell points his way in over Ty Gibbs, essentially. Yeah, I, right I just now. I think yeah. he's got the experience going into two road courses and a speedway race. That team just is is fantastic at both those disciplines. So I see no mm -hmm. way that he doesn't make it in outside of some bad luck, which is always possible. Um, again, with Chase Elliott, uh, he's got to win. I absolutely believe that he can he can definitely win at Watkins Glen. Uh, or Daytona, it's kind of a toss-up, but Indy for me mm -hmm. is a toss-up as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath on that track. You know, it's it's been a kind of a wreck fest. Actually, I talked about a couple weeks ago about how I could make every racetrack my favorite that particular week. I can promise you I can never make the Indy Road Course my favorite racetrack ever. I hate that place. It's a boring-ass racetrack to me, and I cannot wait to go back to the Oval next week. Or next year mm -hmm. um you know obviously we have a test there right after this this event as well so that'll be interesting um but for me i just you know it's it's gonna be it's and the the other part is you know there's the just to highlight what's gonna happen uh, we have a bunch of drivers from other series um who we got we got uh we've got uh button kobayashi uh svg oh. kostecki and now just announced today, Mike Rockefeller is going to be um, in that 42 car. Mm -hmm. So, man, what a crossover race we have here full of, uh, you know, worldwide talent. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch. But Chase Elliott winning Watkins Glen is, is my pick. Okay, so Watkins Glen in two weeks is your pick there. You know, we have our uh, the thing that we've been doing, right? You have been highlighting uh, specifically on your Twitter when we talk about the uh, some of the road course elements, the points that we've kind of put together. And it is interesting to look at the, the list, the road course crown, uh, if you will. Right now, Kyle Busch leads that point standings. But Michael McDowell, who you talked about, right behind him, two points back. And then, interestingly enough, Ty Gibbs, he's in 10th. So make sure that uh, everybody that's following Brian on Twitter is making sure that they're following along these next two weeks because before we get to the Roval, we have to build a trophy by the way we have to build something where we can give the winner you do all the fabrications you yeah. should be able to build like a crown of some kind right we give it to the the winner uh of this we should be able to make that happen am i, I putting too can. much pressure on you maybe no i think maybe, i think maybe. we could we can do that um you know it's like, again just for the people that maybe haven't followed along or don't know you know I, the michelin uh, endurance championship is in imsa is always a fun little extra championship within a championship um to follow along and and highlight those teams that excel at those endurance events and, and for me i think with the amount of road courses we have on the cup schedule now and all the great talent and and you know it'd be fun just to kind of like denny hamlin's deal actually i'm gonna i'm gonna say this came out the road course crown came out before denny hamlin's bracket but same thing a little a little more incentive for drivers a little bit more of an entertainment factor for the fans 
Um, so I would love to see some sort of championship added um, to highlight those mm-hmm. drivers that excel on the road courses. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to follow along and see. And, and you know, with Kyle Busch and Michael McDowell right there, I think those two are going to be the two fighting for it at the end. Uh, who knows where Chase uh, Elliott would have been because um, he did miss. What, what track did he miss? Sonoma? Uh, uh, Chase Elliott missed Coda. Coda, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it'll be when, fun to, uh, it, would, it would have been fun to see where he would have stacked up in this. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it's, it's gotten, it's shook up a couple times, uh, especially at that Chicago street course with, uh, some yep. of the, uh, pit calls and strategy mm-hmm. and, and shenanigans throughout that race. So I expect Indy to be very similar where we could see a lot of shakeup in these standings on that road course ground. But again, thanks to Devin Schmecker for, you know, always doing those graphics for us. Yeah. Um, he does a great job and um you know again it's just it's just fun to follow along it is yeah it'll be fun to watch this weekend but uh, you know i think there's a lot of storylines coming in you know that we can kind of pinpoint to i i correct me if i'm wrong but i believe they moved this the uh, uh start finish line elsewhere compared to years past because of everybody getting down into turn one and just pile driving into each other am i correct in that they're so moving the start that finish back? line um is the same it's the restart zone that yes has been That's moved um so that the drivers have to kind of maneuver through at least one turn to kind of shake mm-hmm. things out so Thank they're you. not headed straight into turn one in a pack and and causing a lot of the issues that we see at at you know indy or you know sometimes we see them at portland and xfinity series uh yep. at coda obviously so um yeah i think that's going to be a big help i know a lot of the drivers thought it was a great move and, um, you know, hopefully there's a little bit less nonsense, especially, you know, last year's race Coda this year was, was full of a lot of restart nonsense that we just can't be uh, dealing with. Uh, best bet of the weekend. There will be a four car, uh, four wide going into that first turn still, uh, at some point, maybe somebody misses a shift or something. Just my, just my opinion. And we'll still have that discussion, but at least NASCAR is making those efforts to not, have the drivers go five wide or Ross Chastain go on the outside, go through the, uh, the little shoots up there to get through. Um, so that'll be fun. So let's uh, kind of talk about Indy a little bit, because I'm curious your thoughts. SVG, like you said, is making his return uh, not only to the Indy car uh, road course this race, or sorry, Indy road course this weekend, but he's also headed to IRP. And we know the truck series is beginning their playoffs. So let's just start with uh, SVG. What do you think about him doing the trucks and, Indy road course this weekend. Well, I think it's pointing to him definitely making a, oh, yeah. an attempt at, at a cup career sooner than later, if not next year. Um, you know, obviously the team that he's driving for now in the supercars wants to make a decision soon so they can start mm-hmm. planning for changes, but the team has been very uh, supported, supportive of him. If indeed he chooses to go to the NASCAR um, series, but you know, I, I think it's going to be fun to see him on oval um definitely a different different change of of race car and platform i mean those those trucks uh on ovals are going to be nothing like he's ever driven with an h pattern sitting on the left side um you know the aerodynamic games that you can play in those trucks the short track mentality the beating and banging that that goes on Mm -hmm. uh at those venues and then to switch back over to arguably probably the most comfortable he could ever be outside of the supercars in in one of these next gen uh gen 7 cup cars um and and at a a course like indy we talked about it right after chicago how crazy it would be if justin marks did not get him back in that car for this race and i mean we've seen his it's easier to say now that we've seen him win and seen him um you know his ability but i mean going into the indy race i think he has to be a favorite with him in that 91 uh track house team that's that's Mm -hmm. a star-studded group um, and they're going, they're going to Indy for one reason. That's the, to take the trophy again. So, um, it's going to be uh, fun to watch him both nights, uh, both different disciplines, both different, uh, cars and, and see, uh, if he enjoys it and, and you know, what might, what's to come. Well, writing is on the wall, clearly, obviously with, um, with him going to maybe cup next year, just figure out where that other charter would have to come from, uh, in order for track house, assuming that he goes there. I mean, Got to got to win there. I feel like that was that would be the legitimate place where he goes. So we can we can put a speculation podcast out at some point. I'm not going to put you under any pressure with that. Uh, <laughs> but well, you never know. I mean, I love the silly season. I'm I'm a big silly season guy. Like I'm, I'm like about... Car- 
Huh? We talked about uh, projections too. I just want to sneak this in there. I drove by the 2311's new building, um, which is coming coming a long way. I mean, it's it's a going to be an absolutely gorgeous building. Uh, obviously, with both Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan involved, you know, it's always going to be top notch stuff. But yeah, I, I think I counted six six truck bays. So just keep that in the back <laughs> of your mind. You know, you're not you're not going to have six truck bays for for uh, two cup cars. Well, that's true. So maybe a couple more cup cars, an Xfinity, you know, truck team or two, or an Xfinity team or two. So I like where your head's out, Brian. That would be 23XI would be a lot of fun to see more and more, especially these young, right, Denny. We talked about Brad, uh, some of the, uh, Justin Marks, some of these other younger guys coming into the sport or uh, new faces in the Cup Series. So it would be fun to see what happens uh, there. So we talked about a little bit with uh, the trucks. Grand Enfinger, I think, is going to win this weekend. Uh, any prediction of who you think or what truck team you think might uh, come out and, and win the first playoff race on Friday night? God, I, I keep forgetting it is the first ben playoff Rhodes. race. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Um, you know, for me, I Grant's a good friend. We've had him on here. I'm really pushing. I'd love to see him uh, go out and really uh, start this this championship chase with, uh, with mm -hmm. some good momentum. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of been a toss up all year. Does anybody have, like we, we talk about Martin Truex having this kind of stronghold in the cup series right now. Um, just looking good from top to bottom. I don't really know if one driver in the truck series has that. There's not one person I could pick as my favorite. There's someone I'd like to see win. There's maybe right. some people that I think could win, but you know, outside of, um, you know, just picking a top four, uh, I don't, I don't really have a, a Ooh, championship favorite. Oh, I like that. Well, let's do that though. I think Ben Rhodes, Zane Smith, Grant, and everybody would say maybe Corey Heim, but I feel like it's going to be somebody. You know, I don't Carson see those not making it to the top four. As I say, he's on a little bit of a hot streak, and yeah. that would be interesting. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Well, I know I love the trucks. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, them race this weekend, and we're coming down to the end of it as well. When it comes to the Xfinity series for the regular season, uh, they only have two, three, or two. Sorry, they have three races: Indy, Watkins Glen, and Daytona left. What do you think about the Xfinity series? I know I I'm always glued to watching that racing action uh, each and every week. It's in my opinion, it is the best series right now in NASCAR with some of the different elements. Obviously, the uh, the talent levels are different. The um, driving styles are all different as well. The move, uh, what you can do in those cars is just incredible, especially given these type of uh, aerodynamic changes and some of the things that those teams have. So what do you think of the Xfinity series? Anybody you like coming out of that? Um, Again, you know, I think it's, it's kind of a toss-up. I've been very impressed with you know, I think everybody in the beginning of the year said Cole Custer was going to come in and mop everybody up and, and really. I did hear eight wins from some people. So, yes. Make, yeah. And make, and make people really regret the fact that he came back. And I think it's it's hard to say that it's been or it hasn't been a disappointing season. You know, I think they had a lot of hopes, a lot of things that they wanted mm -hmm. to accomplish. And and really, they've ran really good. They've had some bad luck. I don't really remember too much of, of you know, too many issues that were really caused from within. Um, but you know, I think right now he's probably my favorite and that sounds crazy, but you know, those Stuart Haas racing Xfinity cars are just stupid fast, um, especially mm -hmm. on short tracks. And, and, you know, we do have the Roval, which, uh, you know, he, he's been very good at that team with Jace Briscoe was really good at. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, yeah, those cars are just so much fun to watch. You know, that is a real stock car, um, you know, with so much. So much strength in both the body and suspension side for them to go out and beat and bang. And and every week, they, again, they put on great shows. And I, I do think a lot of that has to do with the drivers having far less um, experience, far less patience, far less. They're, they're less mm -hmm. strategic, right? I mean, these cup guys, um, you, you can't fault them for being smart about the way they race. And and that's that's the case that we see weekly uh, for sure. But um, yeah, to your point, the Xfinity series is is definitely a blast to watch every week. My favorite, my favorite series um, in NASCAR right now. Um, but yeah, my my pick uh, going in, I think, is going to have to be Cole Custer. I hope uh, the next two races at this, these road courses, um, you know, he can really showcase what him and that team can do heading into the playoffs. All right, so I might have to lay a little coin down on uh, uh, Cole Custer there just to see what he does over the next couple races in the double zero. Uh, how about this? How about 
SRX. I know you and I are big SRX guys. Been watching that every week as well. Were you able to watch that while you were away in Nashville this past weekend? Yeah, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I totally forgot about that. Um, so interesting interestingly enough, my roommate and uh, kind of travel partner was Brian Keselowski. Um, oh, so it was okay. so fun um, to hang out with him in Nashville, work with him. Uh, I've never met met him before, never talked to him. Um, man, that guy, the, those Keselowskis, they are racers. They live and breathe it. They talk about it. They enjoy every minute of it um so it was it was fun to really be around someone with again that much passion and and enjoyment for for the sport and everything um but yeah we watched srx um that thursday night and uh to see him watch you know his brother race at at one of their tracks that they grew up racing at and and brian always said you know uh he had a a uh he's got a trophy from berlin and brad didn't and this would be a great mm-hmm. night um you know given you know headed back to berlin um, you know, the passing of their father this past year, it would it'd just be right. a great, um, great thing just to see Keselowski make it in a victory lane. And, and probably to me, you know, I've watched about every single SRX race, uh, they've ever had. I'm not gonna say I watched them all, but I've watched a lot of them enjoy the series. That was the best SRX race ever. Um, put on a great show. Mm-hmm. The racing was fantastic. Um, you know, the drivers that they had, I loved having Kyle. I loved having Keselowski. I loved having the regulars in there. Um, it was fun to see, um, you know, Benson up in there and, uh, and, and running a car yeah. at Berlin again. So it was just a fantastic night of racing. I got a little worried about the rain at one point, but it went away. And, and again, I, I thought that was just a fantastic product. I, I really hope, um, you know, that there's a lot of boost, a lot of um, great things that come from that. You know, it's a great series. It's a fun series. It is a little bit of a show, but that's kind of part of it. But, you know, I, I can't get enough SRX. I just wish it the series was slightly longer. And that's mm-hmm. what you impact. I, I kind of hate it for those guys having to travel six weeks straight. Um, but, um, you know, it's it's fun to see the series grow and, and put on continuing put on great shows week after week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I wish it was longer. Hopefully uh, next year, maybe it is eight, ten races. I understand it's the summer, more of a summer shootout, but it's really cool to see the interest from the cup side, IndyCar, like all forms of motorsports guys coming together out of retirement you haven't seen him in a car i mean we ron what other place week. ron yeah Cap. ron caps chase briscoe Greg racer yeah, is gonna go race at eldora <laughs> which is so cool it, yeah. like i said all forms of motorsports that are able to kind of come together and do this and it really is uh, it's a great product and i know there's a lot of entertainment side to it you know the races you know stay under two hours they throw cautions when they want that's fun and, and that's fun when you know that going in. They're going to let them race, but yeah. they also, hey, if Kyle Busch gets out to a three-second lead, we're going to pull the reins back, and everybody's going to bunch back up. The best car is going to win probably anyways, but it, it's fun to watch um, that product Thursday night, uh, 9 p.m. on ESPN. A uh, lot of fun. So maybe Brian's a guy we got to have one down the road because he was just uh, spotting for Brad for two races, I believe, yep. and, uh, you know, he – raced in he, he raced in the daytona 500 correct i think he qualified his way in if i remember correctly 92 discount tire car look that up sometime brian okay you uh, might have i, qual- I don't remember qual- it um but yeah like i said he was <laughs> he was a, a ball of fun to talk to yeah um so much passion uh he he would be a great guest you know i got to talk to him about that that land speed car that him and his dad built mm. um so much history with that team um so yeah i i maybe i need to you know give a ask him to come on maybe before the next uh, trans am race so we kind of preview that uh, and see all like the great that. things that they got going on over at nitro um but you know the kislowski's man they're they're some of my favorite i love you know they're they're just true motorsports diehards mm-hmm. um and then you see that you know just instilled from their father and and throughout their lives so yeah. um yeah no i agree uh that maybe we'll put that in our uh put that in our back pocket for it. Maybe have somebody like that on anything else. We didn't get to racing related IMSA related uh, anything uh, that kind of comes to mind. Oh, you know, you bit, you picked what two winners in a row. You picked the two last two of the last three. Anybody this weekend who, who you eyeing on in the cup series. Man, Don't like say I said, the, in, the Indy card, the Indy car race is, or the, the Indy race road course races. True. Man, it's, it's a toss up um you know who who are the best uh, who who does like who is running the road course table again you look at the uh you know the road course crown championship 
Um, really looking forward to McDowell having a good run. I'd really like to see that. Uh, that eight car kind of has tripped up lately. That that RCR number eight um, in in the worst of times. You know, I talk about yeah. the momentum, the swagger that you need to build heading into the playoffs and having that confidence and that swagger to to really kick off a good campaign um, chasing the championship. And and right now the eight cars kind of done the opposite. Good thing is I feel like there's a lot of veteran experience not only behind the wheel. But in that crew, mm-hmm. um, they can shake it off. But I, th- I think heading into these next two weeks is going to be a big statement for Kyle Busch um, and that RCR team. You know who's been really fast over the last month and a half and has nothing to show for it? Tyler Reddick. I mean, he was he was top three at Nashville. Higher went out. He was top three again here over the race at Michigan. Uh, Tyre went out. Not his fault. Uh, Richmond, he came in to the pits. I think he was first or second, came in and just crossed over that orange painted line coming into the pits, had to come back in. No finishes, running really well. Tyler Reddick could be a name. Uh, we saw what he did at Coda, fastest car by a mile. Be curious. Can we compare? Can we do that? Like any comps there? I know um, undulation, elevation, vastly different Coda to Indy Road Course. Tyler Reddick, though, we saw what he did at uh, Chicago, fat, one of the fastest cars, you know, practice, so qualifying all One that. Road America last year. One Road America. Yep. 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 Yeah, you're right. No, he he yep. definitely has what it takes to wheel a cup car around a road course. I mean, there's no questioning that. He is, he is one of the top um, you know, road course drivers in, in the series. And, you know, I think you're going to see, man, Indy is just so tough. It's, it's, again, this is one of the few places we see these drivers that I just said have so much patience. Um, they work off great strategy, um, and they seem to lose all that. So uh, we'll be interesting to see if he can come out of there, not just with a good finish, but uh, without issue. I mean, the pit crew, mm-hmm. we've seen some problems with the pit crews, things like that. Um, you know, a lot of things that team needs to clean up head into the playoffs as well. But, you know, I think I think a track like Watkins Glen is a place that he can go uh, shake off, you know, some of those issues, shake off some of the rust that they've kind of gotten on some, you know, some of the bolts, nuts and bolts of the, the, uh, organization and really go out there and put it on everybody and, and, uh, get some of that swagger back. So, um, yeah, just, it'll be, man, I would really like to see him, Billy Scott, that 23 organization really make a deep run into the championship battle for sure. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Uh, anything else we didn't get to touch on, or uh, anything you kind of wanted to highlight at all before we get out of here? Uh, no, just another great IMSA race at uh, you know Road America. Uh, congratulations to that Penske group. They took the lead and never looked back. And, and again, mm-hmm. uh, I have two really good friends that work over there. I know how much time and effort that they have put into um, put into you know not only the development of their car but all of their customer cars. And, and everybody seems to be really picking up pace. Uh, they were one of the initial constructors to you know kind of spearhead the development of the lmdh platform and um it's good to finally see it paying off in a, in a big way um imsa did release their 2024 schedule which is mm-hmm. is an interesting one for sure as as we see clashes with you know um multiple uh, wec events next year which again talking with you know the people around the paddock and 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 how much effort and it takes to just run these cars like the the penske the porsche that car has to basically communicate with everybody at the racetrack everybody in mooresville and everybody in germany just for the car to run so when you talk about having multiple dates at the same time multiple or multiple races on the same date um you know it's really going to stress the the abilities of these these organizations to um, you know, perform at a very high level across the world. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting to see that you see clash with the um, 24 hours of uh, Spa, um, the Nuremberg 24. Very very disappointed in that. We see a lot of these drivers um, tend to go to those mega events. Those are those are two huge events for the GT guys, um, and that they're going to have to miss um, one or the other. They're either going to have to you know find a different ride and run the 24s or um, you know, stick to IMSA and, and skip out two of the biggest races of the year. Um, you know, also not very happy to see the GTP cars taken off from the Canadian schedule. Um, you know, there's some great fans up there. I think we talked about Cup going to, to Canada. Um, huge fan base, huge, huge motorsports fan base. And it's just really sad to see, um, you know, yet again, their um, date um, kind of being hit with, you know, lack of 
you know, lack of competition. Um, they mm. missed a lot during COVID. So, um, you know, really unfortunate for that group. And then, and then the lost Lime Rock. I mean, we talked with Parker Klingerman. What a great racetrack that is. And to see another event, another GT event taken off the schedule, GT only event, which is, it's nice to showcase those cars, those drivers, um, that class. And, and now that's not going to happen. So, um, mm -hmm. and an eight hour event at, at Indy, like again, I can't stand that road course. It is, the most boring road course, I think, in the entire world. And now you're going to have an eight-hour endurance event there. Just makes no sense to me. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's nice to have those dates on there. I can start planning on which ones I may or may not be able to go to, uh, depending on what happens this offseason. But uh, really exciting times for the sports car um, across the world. Yeah, it's a really good time right now in motorsports is gen in general. So uh, a lot to look forward to, like we said, right? We have SRX on thursday night we got the trucks friday night xfinity i believe indycar is racing as well right no, no i think wrong. they're off um man i cannot Copy remember I'm, I'm having a brain fart right now i normally have my that's laptop okay. up um i was that's okay i was watching the the race and i thought they made mention of it it doesn't matter uh cup series on sunday uh as well so a lot of good racing uh this weekend so brian i, I can't thank you enough always enjoy chatting with you and uh, hopefully this weekend we see a lot of action uh, all race long and, and we'll have to make sure that we keep in uh, tune with what's happening in the, the standings uh, on Twitter, which you, which you post regularly with uh, with the uh, road course crown. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Thanks again to everybody listening, uh, spending their time. Uh, really appreciate the support as always. And again, if you have any kind of guest requests or, or topic requests yes. or, or anything like that, please, please send them our way um always enjoy doing this podcast and can't wait for next week and that will conclude this episode of all things go make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to use the promo code nascar for 20 percent off your entire order at atlashair.com that's a-t-l-a-s-h-a-i-r.com